Like I was in a room with probably a lot of millionaires. There's star founders, but there's also top managers of NBA teams, you know, the MLB, NHL. And then there was me, a sophomore, nobody just standing there holding up a sign and saying, hey, two minutes left. Hey everyone, this is Rick. And today I don't have any guests with me. And that's because we recently passed 100 subscribers on YouTube and I mentioned that I would make something special when that happens. So I'm really thankful for all of your support and I wanted to take this opportunity to reflect a little bit on the podcast so far as well as to share with all of you my startup journey. Which, spoiler alert, there's going to be a bunch of failures, bad ideas, poor execution, you name it. So if you're looking for another interview with a billionaire, this is not it. And I totally understand if you want to just click away and go watch a TikTok video of a cat dancing. But if you want to stick around and learn about why I started this podcast, what other things I've done before, as well as what I want to do in the future, then I'll jump right in. Oh, also, if you want to see the projects I was working on, as well as videos and images of myself in the past, uh, you might want to check this out on YouTube. So I started getting more interested in startups back in high school. I wasn't sure what the fancy word entrepreneurship meant exactly, but I like coming up with ideas. And when I found out that you can make money by coming up with ideas, I was like, okay, I, I gotta look into this. So I was thinking what I could do. And something I noticed in my high school is that there's a problem with the snack bar. During break times, there would be a huge crowd. And even worse than that, the snacks that I really wanted, such as popcorn chicken or like a full fried chicken meal, is always gone before I could reach the line. But online ordering is so prevalent these days. So I thought, hey, what if I create an online ordering system for the snack bar? So I was the president of the business club back in my high school, and I gathered a few members to help me on this project. So we started talking to the owner of the snack bar. Uh, we helped him take pictures of the menu and really just started to build up this online platform. So I was interested in programming, but I had very limited knowledge. So I ended up just working with what I have and what I know, which were Google Sheets, Google Forms, and Google Sites. So I basically linked them all together so that when someone goes to our website on Google Sites and submits an order on Google Forms, that will automatically populate a field in the Google Sheets and it will also automatically send an email uh, to alert the snack bar owner to prepare for these orders. And we also made a promotional video so that people could try out uh, our product in the test run. And so this is what you're seeing uh, on the screen right now. So for those of you listening to this and you're interested in this, you might want to check this out on YouTube. I thought that it was a pretty funny video, but I'm going to fast forward right now. So that was really cool, but ultimately I decided to stop working on it. And I think there were a few reasons and problems that led me to, you know, stop pursuing this idea. And the first reason is it was around the time when we were applying to colleges. So, you know, I was doing a lot of research to see which school I want to go to, what major to be in, and just working on my application essays. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. So because I was treating this project more as a side hobby that we were building, I didn't really have a lot of incentive to, you know, keep on building this idea further. And the second thing is, even though I recruited people from the business club to help me with this, I was hesitant to kind of delegate tasks because I thought that maybe they aren't that interested in this project. So basically it was, I think, a combination of not enough motivation 
poor leadership and you know bad execution of the idea that led to this snack fast idea basically fizzling out so fast forward to college uh, i was trying to explore as much about entrepreneurship as i can so i joined a lot of clubs on campus that are startup oriented and in one of those clubs i heard about this pitch competition called tiger lunch where you have an opportunity to pitch your idea and potentially win some prize money and I thought that was super cool. So I grabbed one of my friend, Matt, and we just started bouncing ideas off of each other. And something that came from that idea bounce is this thing called Unmute. So Matt was involved in a lot of student clubs, but he was really frustrated by not being able to get good feedback from his club members. So we decided to build a social platform where people could submit their comments or feedback for a particular organization, and then other people could upvote those feedback. And so it makes it easy for uh, organization leaders to really see what are the most important problems to be addressed. We built a preliminary website with Wix and we used it to pitch our idea to this competition. But in the end, we lost. And thinking back, I think that was pretty reasonable because you know we were pretty good at pitching the problem and the solution, but we were lacking a lot of the key components that investors and judges would be looking for, such as what is the market? You know, what are other competitors doing? How are we different? What's our go-to market strategy? And all of these things we didn't know that we have to include. And so, you know, I think that's another one of my failures and a good lesson learned. So then came sophomore year and we wanted to try out another idea. I remember it was a rainy day. We thought how people, students would sometimes forget to bring their umbrellas. And that could be a big problem, especially when they are, you know, dressed up to go to present or do some other, you know, final project at school. And so we thought, hey, with the sharing economy being so prevalent these days, why don't we create a system where students could share umbrellas on campus? So the idea is that there would be multiple stations across campus and students could basically swipe the student ID to borrow an umbrella. And whenever they are done with it, they could just return it at a station. I convinced Matt to take this entrepreneurship course at WashU called The Hatchery. And throughout this class, we really learned a lot more about pitching, you know, how to build a slide deck and really how to build a business plan and be more sophisticated with our ideas. So we talked a lot about the business model and how exactly we are going to monetize this idea, such as including advertisements on the umbrellas. And we also started to build a minimum viable product or MVP to try to test out if this idea could work. So we bought 16 umbrellas and four different buckets, and we decided to put them across four of the most popular areas on campus. So we printed out posters so that people could understand what this thing is. And we just one night, random night, we saw that it was going to rain tomorrow. So we decided to go out and just put out all our umbrellas in our buckets and our posters. And we wanted to see if people would actually use the umbrellas the next day and, you know, kind of keep track of if there's any usage with our idea. So we were super excited. But then the next day when I woke up, I checked my phone and I got a message from the campus police. And basically they told us all of our umbrellas were taken down. And the reason for that is because we didn't actually have permission to be, you know, doing this test run. 
And I remember a lot of the building managers were actually super pissed. You know, it makes sense. We were actually kind of pulling tape over a wall that some donors spend millions of dollars building. And I remember just, uh, you know, running to all these building managers, apologizing and asking them, is there a possibility that we could try out our idea? And they pointed us to this program called STEP, which is the Student Entrepreneurial Program. So we decided to pitch the idea to the STEP board to see if we could do a pilot run. And before our meeting, I also started to develop a more sophisticated MVP. So our previous uh, test run with the 16 umbrellas and buckets had a lot of major flaws. Students could just take them and then never return them. So we wanted to have some sort of tracking system. That way we could also get better data from our test run. So I was taking a rapid prototyping CS course during the semester, and I used what I learned with this LAMP stack to create a simple database and also a server that uh, integrates with Twilio, which is a messaging service. So people could actually scan a QR code and send a simple text message uh, to a number that tells us which umbrella they borrowed. And on our end, we could actually see a database with all the umbrellas that are rented out where exactly they were taken, the phone number that took it, as well as whether or not it's been returned. Now, obviously, there's still a lot of problems with the system, but I think having these initial prototypes are super important to just test out your idea to see if people actually have a demand for it. Otherwise, you'd be spending, you know, thousands of hours building on something that people don't actually want. And that's also something that I learned from interviewing all these entrepreneurs, which I will get into later on. So we pitched the idea and the board were actually pretty impressed with it. Uh, I think one of them said this is the most well thought of idea they've heard. Uh, and so, you know, that was super exciting for us. And ultimately we were accepted under the STEP program. That means we could have permission to do a pilot run of our idea. And then COVID hit. So students were sent back home. There were basically no one on campus. And, you know, the idea of just sharing umbrellas is a really bad idea during a global pandemic. So right now we are still in a pandemic. My friend Matt is actually in Korea. He's now doing his military service and another team member also graduated. And altogether, it was also because, you know, umbrellas isn't really something we are super passionate about. Like sure, like people might forget the umbrella sometimes, but it's not something that we are super excited by. And so, you know, that's another one of my failures, but I also think I learned a ton from this experience. So something else that happened before the pandemic was actually I went to volunteer at an accelerator called Stadia Venture, and they were having a finalist pitch day. So I went there to be the timer. And I remember just being shocked. Like I was in a room with probably a lot of millionaires. There's star founders, but there's also top managers of NBA teams, you know, the MLB, NHL, and then there was me, a sophomore, nobody just standing there holding up a sign and saying, hey, two minutes left. So that was a super eye-opening experience for me. And I decided to keep on helping the accelerator program throughout the semester. I was helping to take notes for a startup called TrueFan, which is a social intelligence platform. And I decided to call the founders of TrueFan, which were Swish Goswami and Anna Claire. So I was calling them and basically asking them for advice. Like, I'm a student uh, interested in starting my own thing. What should I be doing? And one of the advice that Swish gave me was, 
hey, you should go interview the people that you come across in this network. And his reason is pretty simple. You know, you could start building your own network by interviewing people and you could potentially provide value to them by posting your takeaways on LinkedIn or other social media platforms. And so I thought that's a super good idea. Like I should execute on it. But, you know, I didn't until I was back in Taiwan. So I went back to Taiwan over the summer. I had to do my military service as well. But because of the pandemic, I had to quarantine myself for 14 days. So I was stuck in a room with nothing better to do. And I thought, hey, I should start interviewing people. So I called up Swish and he was my very first guest. And I just had a super cool conversation with Swish, you know, talking about his childhood entrepreneurship stories, how he dropped out of college. All of his takeaways are super cool. I should be sharing this with the world. So I decided to turn it into a podcast and that became what you're listening to right now, The Seed, The Startup Journey. By the way, I really struggled with naming the podcast. I wanted something with a deeper meaning, but I also wanted it to be clear what this podcast is about. I could read you some of these names. So there were Seedthesis, Genesis, Seedling, Seedly, Sprouty, The Sprout, Seed with two Ds, Seed to Sprout, The Vertex, Inflection, and Sprout, The Lead, Origins, The Inception, The Founding. You get the idea. But eventually I settled with The Seed and I added a subtitle to it, The Startup Journey. And I think really that encapsulates what my interviews are about. But obviously I didn't know how to start a podcast. So I did a lot of research into what platforms I should be on, which tools I should be using, but I won't bore you with all the details. If you're interested, just message me. But initially I wasn't thinking too much about growing the podcast. I just wanted to get as many interviews in as possible before I am locked away in the army. So most of my initial guests were actually from the startup accelerator that I volunteered at. So I'm very thankful to all the guests who came on in the very beginning of the podcast, as well as to Sadia Ventures, because, you know, they really helped me connect to all these amazing founders. If you've been a listener to this podcast, you could probably also notice a big improvement over time in terms of the audio quality, as well as the way I'm interviewing people. You know, in the very beginning, I would be stuttering and I would like have trouble falling asleep the night before because I just have all the questions in my head and I don't want to mess it up. But what I realized is that I'm so small and no one really gives a shit about me, right? So I can make mistakes and just try. So yeah, I've interviewed over 33 founders now, including entrepreneurs working on cricket protein, AI sports motion analysis, and most recently the billionaire founder of Square. I definitely learned a lot along this journey, and I hope that my audience also got some value out of what I'm doing. So that's kind of my startup journey so far. I definitely have a lot more to learn. Something that's been frustrating me these days is how to get my podcast in front of more people. So I've been trying to, you know, extract highlights from the interviews and post them on LinkedIn, Instagram. I even started making a lot of TikTok videos and never underestimate how much time a 30 second video could take. Imagine doing that three times a day for weeks and then only getting a couple hundred views. So before I get into questions from my audience, I also want to say that there are other ideas that I thought of or worked on, and I actually keep a list of all the ideas that I come up with. So some of them are pretty stupid shower thoughts, uh, but other, you know, might have some more potential. So I try to keep track of them in case in the future I might need some inspiration. There's also another idea that I've been working on last semester, which is a wearable device that could detect your muscle tension so that whenever you're tensed up more than you used to, it will actually vibrate and remind you to relax. 
But I've kind of pivoted from that idea after talking to a few physical therapists to now I'm trying to see if I can build an app using Apple's AirPods to detect your head tilt. So if you're leaning too far forward, that would also remind you to you know keep a good posture. But that's another long story that I won't get into in this video. If you're interested, message me and I can tell you more about it. So now, as always, I tried to collect questions from my audience. So here are some of your submissions. How do you stay motivated? So I got this question multiple times and look, I'm not a superman. I, I don't think I know anyone who could be, you know, up and hustling 24 seven, maybe except for David Moon. But I think besides looking far into the future, knowing that there's a version of Rick who's probably super inspiring and, you know, doing big things that are impacting the world. And there's just me constantly chasing after him. I think it's actually the little things that I get from my audience. So whenever someone shares a post or messages me and say, hey, I really like this episode or hey, you inspired me to start this thing, which I don't really get very often. And I'm hoping that I could be more of an inspiration in the future and hopefully get some more texts and loves from you guys. But these messages really make me feel like what I'm working on and spending time on is worthwhile. I love the Instagram post and the continuation of the artwork. How did you coordinate that? So thank you, but that's actually all my sister, Cynthia Liu, who is a graphic designer. She's super talented and you know, I can't draw anything like maybe Stickman. So if you are ever impressed with the artwork for the seed, that's all her. Did you or when will you formally register your company and where? So I did not and I probably wouldn't until I start monetizing my podcast. Really curious about cafe owners stories. Any recommendation on how to reach out to potential interviewees? Yeah, so first, if you haven't seen our episode with the founder of Caldi's Coffee, Suzanne Lenlo, you should definitely check it out. She started a coffee company before there was Starbucks in St. Louis. And in terms of advice, I got that interview because I met her before through one of my school's network. So I think searching your network, uh, really seeing if there's any places you could tap into, such as the alumni network. If you're a student, you would be surprised by how willing people are to help you. And also, if you're just thinking of a particular small coffee shop, just go there and, you know, order coffee and chat with the owner. What is your plan after you graduate? I don't know. I want to start something before I graduate. I have this podcast, but I'm also interested in tech. So maybe things in the Internet of Things industry or blockchain, crypto. But yeah, I don't really have a concrete plan right now. So I'll keep you guys updated if I come up with something cool in the future. Are you going to do a master's degree? Not in the near future, maybe eventually. Uh, some of you might know that my dream school was MIT before. So maybe one day I will go to MIT and check it out. Do you have a startup idea? Uh, I did mention that I was working on a wearable, um, but I'm putting a pause to that just because there's so much stuff I wanted to do with this podcast and I'm still in school and there's always so much other things going on. And I don't really think I have enough time right now to be pursuing that to the best that I can. Um, but yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. How did you think of starting a podcast? What sparked the thought of starting a channel? So those I've already covered in this video, but feel free to message me if you have more questions. Your dream. So this is a hard one because I think what I want to do constantly changes. And I think just from, you know, watching or listening to this episode, you could probably tell that I'm pretty much restless with a lot of my ideas. But I think in terms of who I want to be as someone who is super inspiring, someone who is working on something that is solving the world's biggest challenges in a way that is fun and gets people fired up to do the same thing. So I think that would be the dream version of myself. 
in terms of what exactly I would be doing, I don't know. And you know, this is my journey. I'm still figuring it out. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. I hope you are not bored with my journey. I'm sure there's a bunch of other exciting things in the future, probably also a lot of failures to come. But yeah, I'm very excited to keep on sharing that journey with you and grow together. If you're still listening, please let me know. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review with a plant emoji so that I know you're one of the special listeners who are curious and eager to grow and I'd love to help you in any way possible. And if you could also smash the subscribe button, that would be amazing. I will keep trying my best to put out content and you know to inspire you guys, if not at least entertain a little bit through my awkwardness. And yeah, you know, I'm really thankful for all of your support. With that, let's grow our seed of innovation and creativity together, and I'll see you next time.